Hello and welcome back to the TTP, Tatani Talks Parsha, the podcast this year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. Again, we try to go anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes or so, giving a little spurt, a little burst, a little insight to sources from the Parsha, usually from Chabad.org. We're looking at Re'eh. In Devarim, in the last few weeks of Moshe Rabbeinu's life, he recounts different things that B'nai Yisrael went through and talks about things for the future. The Pasuk says right in the beginning of Re'eh, and then we're going to look at a Pasuk later on in, in the Parsha, just to glean two ideas. Re'eh nasati lefnechem hayom bracha uklala. See, before you today, I've placed before you blessing and curse, talking about the idea how some people stood on one side of the mountain, some stood on the other side, some... Blessings were directed to, and some curses were directed to. Cursed is one who does so and so, and blessed is one who does so and so. In general, the idea of blessing and curse placed in front of you. The idea being, why does he mention even curses to begin with? Why mention blessings and curses? Of course, with the good comes the bad, and with the bad comes with the good. We have to fight every day. Yetzer Tov and Yetzer Haram. We have to make sure that we stand up and try to win as much as possible. It can't be possible to do good if you don't have bad. If there was only good in front of you, there would be no choice. There would be no free will on the matter. There would be no struggle if you only had a good inclination. If you only had an evil inclination, there would never be an opportunity to do good either. You'd always do evil. You have to have both. You have to have the choice. You have to be able to get up. Every day, I think the Talmud says... You have to stand up and wage war against the enemy, the bitter enemy. You have to take your shield, take your sword metaphorically and fight and try to slay the Eight Sahara every single day with whatever safeguards, whatever boundaries, whatever implements and whatever instruments we could use to fight against it. So Moshe tells us about the blessing and the curse. You know, we know that everything is from Hashem, but we're still given choices, especially in the choice of good and evil is mainly the only area, really the only area where it's it's in our hands to try to follow good. You know, it's chutz mi only in the area of sinning versus doing good. That's really where we get the choice. Hashem doesn't make you walk into McDonald's and take a cheeseburger. Hashem doesn't make you walk into a place and inhale terrible stuff for your body, for your for your neshama. Hashem doesn't make you walk into a, a, a into a town hall meeting and listen to Moti Shem Rechilas and Lashon Har your whole day. Hashem doesn't cause you to do that. Yes, Hashem can lead you to the right wife, to the right house, to the right job, but Hashem does not put you in a Lashon Har environment. That's your choice to sit and gossip and, and do things. The choice is yours, the blessing and the curse. What is your choice? What is your decision? Freedom of choice, the Mishnah Torah, the Rambam points out, has been granted, the source from Chabad.org, has been granted to every man. If he desires to turn toward a good path and be righteous, the ability to do so is in his hands. And if he desires to turn toward an evil path and be wicked, the ability to do so is in his hands. This concept is a fundamental principle and a pillar of the Torah and its commandments, as it is written in Devarim, See, I have set before you life and good, death and evil. Why life and good and death and evil? Because if you choose good, you choose life. I think the commentators have pointed out. And if you choose evil, you choose death. That's why it says, Because they're equated. When you choose good, you choose life. You choose mitzvahs, you choose chesed. You choose making your life be involved in good. You're choosing a life that is a life, and you're choosing a life that's full of good. 
any sin you do, God forbid, it should never fall, but if you ever do sins, it doesn't feel like a good life. It doesn't feel like a good thing. You feel guilty about it. You feel bad about it. Life doesn't feel pleasant. You do good, life feels pleasant. Good is equated with li- equated with life. Evil is equated with sin. Because a life of sin is a life of evil is not a good life. That's why you choose evil. Life equals good. Evil equals death. I've set before you a blessing and a curse. For were God to decree, the Rambam goes on, that a person be righteous or wicked, or if there were to exist something in the very essence of a person's nature which would compel him toward a specific path, specific conviction, a specific character trait, or a specific deed. How could God command us through the prophets, do this and do not do this? What place would the entire Torah have? By what measure of justice would God punish the wicked and reward the righteous? It has to be that Hashem gives us the ability to look at what we need. It has to be Hashem gives us the chance to do good, to do mitzvahs. Hashem gives us the choice to choose good, to choose Choose bad, to choose life, to choose death. Choose life, choose good, choose mitzvos. Make sure you make the right choices. Good and evil is before you. Blessing and curse. Good equals life equals blessing. Curse equals evil equals death. A person that lives a life of sin is not living a life. He's not living a good life. You know, a person might think he could pursue all the material pleasures in the world. He could run after X or Y. He could accumulate a thousand wives, a thousand horses, a thousand cars. That's not a life. It's an empty life. It's a vain life. It's a spiritually defunct life. You will not feel anything. Why do so many lottery winners have such depression? Why do people in Hollywood and and everywhere, they could have million-dollar homes, homes of 150 bedrooms, but they feel empty. They feel defunct. They feel depressed because materialism, material aspects will never give the happiness. It could help you in your life. It could help you fulfill mitzvahs, fulfill Torah to get happiness, but materialism in and of itself will never give happiness. You know, the accumulation of wealth, the accumulation of objects will never give happiness. What gives happiness? Real spiritual work, real deeds. The strong person, Perkevus teaches us, is not someone that builds cities physically. It's someone that works on his traits spiritually, emotionally, cognitively within yourself. A really f- a happy person, a really fulfilled person, a really complacent person can be a person that has a tiny home, but a beautiful family. A really small house, but a really fulfilled life. Ten times more fulfilled than the person that has a million and a half dollar house and doing nothing with it. Empty rooms, empty existence, empty, devoid of real things, devoid of mitzvahs, devoid of chesed, devoid of good things. You have to make sure it's full of good things. It really reminds me of the Gemara in Makos. Amar Rabba Barav Huna, Mako 10b. Amar Rav Huna Amar Rav Huna, Amar Rabbi Elazar. From the whole Tanakh, different places in Tanakh, you could find out. In the path that a person wants to go, Hashem will lead you. And this comes from the Torah, from the prophets, from the writings all over the place. We see examples. The Gemara goes on to talk about Balak, who sent Bilam. Bilam wanted to go to the Jews, but Hashem didn't let him to go the way he wanted. He wanted to be led down the path to talk to the Jews. He wanted to curse the Jews, obviously. Hashem made him bless the Jews. Hashem led him down the path. We think about, that's from Torah, think about Nevi'im. You think how Dov and Amalek wanted to make the Beit HaMikdash, Hashem said no, but He led him down the path. He let him set aside all the instruments, all the metal, all the things. I think He even bought the location of the Beit HaMikdash, one of the 
few places in Tanakh where we have an undisputed right, undisputed ability to claim that we have parts of Israel, including in that is when Avraham bought the space from Aratamachpela from Ephronachiti, David buying the, the place of Har Maria of the Beit HaMikdash, and there's two other locations for sure from Tanakh, I can't remember offhand. But David goes and lays down the, the ability to, 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 to make the Beis Aminash. The path he wanted to go down was to make the Beis Aminash. Hashem led him down the path to the extent that he allowed. And then in Ksuvim, we think of all the different stories. Ezra and Nehemiah wanted to bring people back. Hashem led them back to Eretzisol with 42,000 people to bring the second Beis Aminash. Think about Esther and, uh, and Mordechai. Mordechai wanted to bring the people back in Shuva. So he got everybody together and Hashem wanted him to get on the path of royalty and uh, Mordechai had an amazing ability to lead the people. What happened? Mordechai and Esther saved the Jewish people and Hashem made Mordechai go on prominence to become not only on the Sanhedrin but also involved in government. We see examples throughout Tanakh. There's many more better examples the Gemara and commentators explain. But the idea, the concept, the fundamental concept is the path the person wishes to proceed Hashem will lead and assist him. Make sure it's a good path. Make sure it's a life path, a good path, a path full of righteousness, a path full of choosing good. You shall choose life, meaning you shall choose mitzvahs. You shall choose tov, good, using your yetzer tov to do good, using... You're really supposed to serve Hashem with your good and your bad. Any evil inclination, any evil desires or wants or wishes, you should spurn towards the good. You should turn towards the good. Any device you have, any element you have, any material aspect you have, you should turn towards the good. It's easy to use things for bad, God forbid. You could use your car and drive to McDonald's, God forbid. You could use your car and drive to Shul, drive to a shear. You could use your phone to speak Lashon Hara, God forbid. You could use your phone to speak Torah, to speak podcast, to listen to Shurim, to watch Shurim, to read articles from Eish Chabad and Torah. Anything can be used for good or bad. Everything should be used for good and not for bad. Choose good. Choose life. Choose righteousness. That's a real life. That's a full life. Your computer can be used to write drivel and to destroy people online, or you could write beautiful articles about Torah, beautiful lectures to help people. Anything you have should and can be used for good. You could listen to gossip and garbage, or you could listen and be involved in words of Torah. You can read gossip, you could read things that are just destroying people, or you could read wonderful novels, wonderful articles full of Torah values. I used to love to read mysteries, suspense, thrillers growing up. A couple of years back when I met my wife, we made the decision to switch to Jewish novels, and now we try to lend out the books free to people we can. I love reading this stuff. I, I, it really makes my Shabbos. It really makes my weekend. It's my favorite part of the entire week is sitting next to my wife while the candles are burning. Really calming, relaxing, getting involved in a story, a Torah story, Torah values, Torah characters, really choosing to use my need for reading, but use it in a Jewish way. Have to choose life, have to choose good. I want to switch over to something else that I saw in the sources, thinking about how we're supposed to give and how we're supposed to 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 do well for other things. We We have to think about open, open your hand, you know. We say throughout the day, three times a day, in Ashrei, Hashem gives, excuse me, to everyone. Hashem is the ultimate giver. We're supposed to emulate Hashem. Rabbi Elezer, the sources in Chabad point out from Baba Batra, would give a coin to a poor person and then he would pray. 
The Gemara also points out in Baba Bacha, 10 things were made in the world, powerful things. Mountains are hard, iron cuts through them. Iron is hard, but fire melts it. Fire is strong, but water extinguishes it. Water is strong, but clouds bear it. Clouds are strong, but wind scatters them. Wind is strong, but the body contains it. The body is strong, but fear breaks it. Fear is potent, but wine dispels it. Wine is powerful, and sleep assuages it. And stronger than all of these is death. But what is even stronger than death? Charity delivers from death. Turnus Rafis asked Rabbi Akiva in the Talmud, if your God loves the poor, why doesn't he feed them? So Rabbi Akiva said, so that we should be saved from purgatory, from Gehenim, and the merit of the charity we give. So he said, on the contrary, for this you deserve to be punished. It's an, al- it's an analogy to a king who got angry at a slave, locked him away in a dungeon, commanded that he not be given to eat or drink. A person came along, gave him to eat and to drink. When the kings hear this, isn't he angry at the person? Rabbi Kiva said back, my analogy is this. A king got angry at his child and locked him in a dungeon, commanded he not be given to eat or drink. A person comes along and gave him to eat and drink. When the king hears of this, doesn't he reward the person? Talmud also points out in Baba Bacha, King Mungbaz squandered all his treasures, and he treasures he put away by his ancestors, feeding the poor during years of hunger. His brothers and brother, father's family ganged up in him and said, Your ancestors stored treasure and added to the treasures stored by them, and you squandered them. He said to them, My ancestors stored below, I stored above. My ancestors stored in a place where far and hand can reach, I stored in a place where far and hand cannot reach. My ancestors stored things that do not bear fruit, I stored things that bear fruit. My ancestors hoarded money. I hoarded souls. My ancestors stored others, and I stored for myself. Stored for others, I stored for myself. My ancestors stored for this world, I stored for the world to come. Mishnah Torah points out, never ever have we seen or heard about a Jewish community that does not have a charity fund. And the, the Rambam talks about the eight levels of tzedakah. The highest level is giving a person a gift or a loan, or giving him a partnership, finding employment for him, giving him a job so he doesn't have to be dependent. Lesser than this is giving the poor without knowing to him, or he gives without the recipient knowing who he received. It's best to give in secret. A charity fund is really good to do. Lesser level is one who knows who he gives to. The other one doesn't know who get who he gets from. A lesser level than this is when one doesn't know who he gives to, but the person does know who he gets from. Lesser level than this is when one gives to the poor directly into his hand, but gives before being asked. Less than that is giving to the poor after being asked. Less than that is giving inadequately, but with a smile. Less than that is giving unwillingly. The highest level, of course, is giving anonymously to the person or to the person not knowing where it comes from. Even higher than that really is giving a person a job, letting him be self-sufficient. The idea being, though, we think about opening our hands. We think about giving to others. We think about giving charity. Give as much as you can. The idea being is choose life, choose good, choose doing the way to save. How do we save ourselves? Choose life. How do we choose good? By doing mitzvahs, by doing chesed, by using all of ourselves to serve Hashem. That's why it says, I give you the choice between good and bad, life and death. Good equals life. Torah, mitzvahs, chesed equals life. Being someone who gives your money, gives your resources, gives your time to another person, that is choosing a good life. That is choosing a fulfilling life. Taking something materialistic, giving to others, Books that you accumulate, lending to others, you're doing something good with it, you're doing a mitzvah with it, you're actually doing something beneficial with it, using your time, your money to help others, your house, your car, your backyard to help others, do what you can, choose a good life, choose a wonderful life, choose a fulfilling life, and by doing so, your life will be better, everyone's life will be better, and the whole world will be better. Every single day. Join us next time as we talk Tani Talks Parsha, the TTP, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep.